Hello and welcome to The M Word, where we have uncensored conversations on all things marketing. We're your hosts, Jennifer Mulchandani and Heather Michaelgard. For season two, our conversations are focused on brand. Listen in for ideas you can use for your brand. Enjoy today's episode. Today, we're joined by Navari Carter from Intuitive Create in Houston, Texas. Navari is a passionate brand therapist and multi-award-winning designer. Navari shares how brand is an investment, not a creative indulgence, and describes a unique perspective on brand that is focused on building a tribe. As the founder of Intuitive, he brings a decade of design experience with exceptional knowledge in brand strategy. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the M Word, Navari. We're so glad you're here today. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Awesome. Navari, when you hear the word brand, what does that mean to you? Uh, the word brand to me means community. Um, I love the fact that, you know, with with brands, it just expands the opportunity to grow on just a single idea or a single solution uh, to a problem that a community of people have. And the more that you offer that value, and your services or your product, the community begins to grow. And the next thing you know, you've brought together a tribe of people who suffer with the same issues that you're able to help them solve their solutions to their problems. And as long as you continually do that, uh, it will continue to go and grow. And then also the people around you, you're able to unify people from that. And I think that's like the beauty of like creating a brand. I think your definition is pretty cool because it's like you define brand almost like a verb, like it's an action as opposed to the static thing. Uh, so can you talk to us about like, when did, when did that come to you? Was that something you like you thought about early on and you said, this, this is how I think about brand. I'm a branding expert and I do this for a living. Or is that something that you, you evolved into believing? or knowing? Um, I would definitely say it, it evolved over time, just out of, uh, from my experience, um, fulfillment, and, I, and also perfectionism and growing outside of that. So just starting out, like learning what a brand is, and, you know, with it, you know, the, the, the definition that usually everybody goes with is, you know, it's a feeling, uh, you know, about how somebody feels about a particular product or service or whatever, you know, that compels them to buy or make a decision or whatever. And that's very true. But um, ultimately, outside of that, like, how do you even get to that point? Like the definition, like, it sounds great. But then when you are planning action and executing on a day to day process, it's like, how do you get somebody to view something that you have to offer in a special way where like, they really value it or it gives them chills or it gives them certain memories or, you know what I mean? Like any real emotional connection to you. And the more from like my experiences from just like failures and then trying to be perfect or copying like what I've seen somebody else do that was successful and didn't work for me. I started to like really sit back and just live life and then analyze it from that way where it was like, you know what, I'm good at doing this. And I know I've helped people with this over time, but I, after a while I started realizing my clients were having similar issues and I really started connecting the dots. And once I realized that, you know, it helped me to market better 
to uh, my clients and my audience by simply talking to like the pain points and also me just being um, honest with uh, my challenges of, you know, trying to build my brand and my business of what things that were setbacks for me and how, how I overcame them and just share that with them. And then it just helps people feel okay to be human or, you know, to be more transparent with issues that they have. Um, and that, you know, just give them, you know, possible solutions that you have to like overcome it. And after that, when it works, it's just kind of like, oh, I just keep repeating this every single day and I'm gonna get better at it and I have more to offer. And then that's when I looked at it from a different way, you know what I mean? From like that aspect, because that way is it's more fulfilling for me. That's like, I'm making real change rather than just like counting numbers. Like it happens a byproduct, but you know, the other half of making real change towards people um, it made me realize more also that, uh, you know, relationships were more valuable than money, right? And the more I started valuing the person that I'm helping, the more opportunities came after that, that grew, you know, into more success uh, because of that. And then when I started looking at it with from that motto, um, it's, it brings fulfillment, but then also it brings the success and, you know, everything else that you want outside of it. So then it's just, becomes a way of life where it's just like oh there's freedom in this so is that your your brand then intuitive create is that what what you were just defining that um is that how you define your brand or how would you if someone just on the street says so like what what is your brand essence what does your company's brand mean well how would you define that definitely i uh vision wise i wanted to pretty much inspire um other creative entrepreneurs to really just believe in themselves that um, whatever they have that's special, they think that's just no big idea or it's just like, ah, people don't really care about, you know, that or what I have to offer. No, like they do care. You'll be surprised how something that you deal with that nobody talks about is something that a lot of people deal with, but nobody has stepped up to be the hero, to be the voice, to speak on it. And the second you decide to do that, um, you will see the results and how uplifting it is because um, I went through a phase where like I was <laughs> failing tremendously because when I first started out, I didn't know the business of design. So I was just really good at designing. But then when I went to really start an LLC and quit my job and go into it full time, I didn't know about, you know, having slow seasons and what to do and how to prepare yourself for that. So I got myself in a lot of financial trouble <laughs> during that time. And, you know, after I grew from that, I really uh, was able to help a lot of people when I was transparent about it um, because um, it really showed the fact that um, a lot of people deal with different things like that. But, you know, we look at social media, different outlets like that. People don't share their failures. They're more sure sharing their successes. And it's part of the process. And um, it's really the area people need help in, you know, at, at, at the end of the day in order to get the results that they want. And sharing that, you know, led another avenue or uh, of growth and evolution within my brand. So then I, since I built it off of that, I was just kind of like, that matters in itself too. Like that's the actual real problem a lot of people have. Like share that. And just me sharing that, you know, added an extra avenue for me to actually really build a brand off of. 
where people would come to you as kind of like the voice of the hero to talk about, you know, struggles and things like that and how you overcame them. And everybody can help each other and talk about it. And everybody's growing. But at the end of the day, like, you know, your brand or business will grow even more because of that. So Navare, I want to talk to you about your transition or uh, evolution from design to strategist. And, and, you know, you don't see that often. A lot of times someone will just do strategy or someone will just do design, but you're doing them both. You started in design and then merged to, to brand strategy. How does, how did that happen? And does the ability for you to also do the brand and the strategy, does it help you with your design or do you find yourself designing better? Are you more creative? Um, and, and what, what, which do you do first? Um, well, I stumbled upon it honestly, because, um, I was doing strategy as part of my process and didn't realize it was strategy. I thought it was just part of like the design process and I wasn't charging for it at all. And, um, the more I started going to more networking events um, and really uh, getting more in a network of other designers and strategists, as well as when I learned, you know, what strategy really was. And, you know, it's a whole separate ball game in itself. Um, and it also helped me to really, like you said, create better designs at the end of the day, because you really understand the problems that you're really solving for uh, clients. Um, but then also over understand the um the real cause or solution that you're really doing with design like you're you're communicating visually uh, a brand's or business identity and sometimes people struggle because they don't know what their identity is and they're not good at communicating it and sometimes it's not always a design problem sometimes it's just a communication issue i love um your comment that you were you were doing strategy. You just didn't know that that was not, you didn't know you weren't charging for it. It was just na it naturally to your, the, your own process was something that you were incorporating and in how you approach design. Um, do you, in your, you know, experience working out in the design world now, do you think that that's, is that something that's taught to designers as part of their formal design training or is that something that just comes from your own brain because you happen to be a strategist naturally um or was that a learned skill mm, um I'm not sure if they are teaching that in design school now I know when I went um there they wasn't um so I, I think over time it for me it was just kind of like a, a learned skill um and also just getting advice from like mentors or whatnot but I stumbled upon it the more I learned uh, the business of design is the more I learned, you know, the value in offering that uh, strategic solutions to things. And then also it gave me more clarity and understanding how I'm designing and who I'm designing for and the best way to, to communicate that. Um, so it really took me down another path to really understand, like, this is visual communication at the end of the day or graphic communication, you want to call it. Um, but, you know, it, it's really built upon strategy and the best strategic way to explain or communicate a message or value through images, words, um, and visuals as, you know, as a collective together. So if you're, I'm just thinking about our listeners, if they um, know they need, I think often clients come to us 
in, those of us in the creative fields, because they know they need a deliverable, right? Like in their mind, they know they want a new website or they know they need a brochure. Or they know they need things to hand out at a trade show. So they think in the deliverable sense, like are there questions that businesses should be asking their potential designers to suss out that strategy part of it? Like how, how can they know, are you going to bring strategy to this? What would you recommend somebody ask their potential designer? Um, I would say that um, they should, it really starts with the, the conversation on, you know, whatever redesigning or creating, like who are we doing this for? Who's benefiting from this? And who are we targeting? Who are we communicating to? If you don't have clarity on that, before you design something, then that's when you know it's a telltale sign. You need strategy um, in place uh, because that clarifies the vision, that clarifies the messaging. And um, if you don't, you will fall out down into like the rabbit hole of even being a designer, whether you're working for somebody or you are a freelancer or you own your own business, where um, you get a lot of back and forth. So you you have red flag clients, right? You don't have the ideal experience you would want to have with ideal clients where it goes smooth and they trust you as an expert and, you know, they're paying you your worth and everything like that. Or you get a lot of pushback and, you know, the client, they don't know what they want and it's unclear. Then you're just trying things and, you know, you, you run into like gray area and red area margins and, you know, profit margins in your business doing that. Um, so really it's just with strategy off, off, the, off the, the jump is needed. And um, with clients who feel like they don't really need that or value that, um, I really just try to like persuade them that uh, you can't afford not to have this, you know, you have the vision um, and I want to create it though, but if there's no clarity in it, even for me, then how can somebody else that you're trying to express this to understand what you're actually trying to sell or, you know, offer to them to help them. Um, and there's, there's multiple different ways to explain it to them, but in a way that, you know what I mean? Like their, their mindset shifts that, you know, it's an investment and not a creative indulgence at the end of the day. So Navari, I want to pivot just a bit. I'd love to hear about which projects or brands that you've worked on that were the most fun. What really got you excited and lit you up? Mm, um, I would say the, the funnest project I've worked on that's a great question. Um, I had a client uh, that was in Virginia one time. Uh, he was starting um, a lifestyle clothing brand. It was fitness clothing line that he was starting out. And um, he had a storefront. And uh, he was trying to go online with it, you know, to, to you know, take over in the e-commerce side of it right before the pandemic happened. And that was fun because that was like my first, uh, you know, brick and mortar client. So I was actually able to go in person and actually see the storefront and how they're operating on a day to day and everything out. So uh, it really brought everything to life because you could see, you know, the results of your work happen in real time uh, and get to meet the staff and everybody else. Um, I'll definitely say that 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 definitely was, you know, the the funnest product project I've had, you know, in real time. I'll definitely say that. What about the most challenging? Oh, man. Um yeah, one thing I yeah, I would say the most challenging one I've had, and I can't talk much about it, uh, because <laughs> there's an NDA. Um, but 
that's for a dating website uh, for a client in California. And it was challenging because, like, I've never built a dating website for anybody. So I didn't have, like, a, not, a lot of knowledge on it, uh, which was expressed. But at the same time, they was new to that field and industry. And um, it was challenging because uh, there's so many things you have to really think about, you know, in, in terms of a user. I never really used dating websites like that. So <laughs> so it was just kind of like to try to think, like, how you know, uh, somebody would want to operate or, you know, uh, the experience to be, you know, as far as navigating through it um, to get the results you want to match people up was, yeah, that was definitely, definitely challenging. So, you know, for your clients, because um, you, you, you help folks, whether that's a brand new company identity, uh, website collateral or a rebrand, uh, how do you like what what is your advice to businesses on sort of the challenges in in launching a new brand or a rebrand or the besides getting through the creative process which you're there to guide them through like what else are you seeing or experiencing or, or guiding your clients on around challenging challenges um I would say um, it depends on the, the size of the business. If I'm working with a, a solopreneur, um, a lot of times it's well, when we get down to the root cause of it during a strategy strategy session, it's really just like limiting beliefs. And usually the challenge I, I start to realize is like uh, mindset at the end of the day, like um, how they're viewing themselves, their vision, and you know how big their vision is um oftentimes really really comes down to uh and i'll share a jewel with this is when i have a discussion on like what their financial goals are you know in a sense and whatever number that people come up with sometimes people give up realistic numbers and you know not like really like shoot for the stars aim for the moon type numbers um and you know just asking like why do you feel that way like you know what i mean like i know you didn't get into this business just to you know, get by or whatever. And that really narrows down to like, you know, how they really view themselves or, you know, the confidence or self-belief or anything like that. And then kind of like changing that mindset to help them to really get, you know, the vision out of like what they really want to accomplish, because that's really just setting them back. So that limited belief is carrying on into everything else that they do. Um, so they're not even speaking their truth of what they actually want to do or provide or, you know, what they want to accomplish because out of fear or anything else. So it's almost kind of like therapy at times, you know, um, but if it's a bigger business, then, you know, sometimes with, uh, it comes down to like uh, operating procedures or SOPs uh, in place. Um, I don't get too much into it though, but um, sometimes things like that could like manage, you know, uh, really, create the internal issue within a business to get in the result outside of what I'm bringing. Um, so I try not to deep dive too much into that because I'm not a business coach. However, though, but, you know, sometimes when it comes across, uh, it's just something to bring up um, that I, I do with clients sometimes. I also think there's a hesitancy or fear in investing in brand because if you're doing it well, it can get expensive. 
um, and it is an investment. So what do you, what would you say to those listening who are questioning whether or not they should invest in their brand? Um, I would say that, um, it really boils down to like what your values are at the end of the day. And if you value, um, things that are like unintangible by numbers, um, you can go as far as you want to go with it, but it really does. It's really like a, a subjective uh, answer at the end of the day that um, really the, the biggest, you know, investment I could say from it is freedom. Um, I would say that you get out of return from it and um, also relationship um, kind of bring, bring a profile Sam before um, because of the fact that like those relationships you build with clients, I think everybody's different for me when I do have clients, I like to really, uh have genuine relationships with them uh some of them i i've i've grown to know their families um have you know dinner with them or whatnot and it's because i really want to get to know people um outside of just you know a standard transaction um and that leads to more opportunities where it doesn't feel like work you know it just feels like life like you know what i mean and it's just kind of like i'm getting paid to live my life to do something i love to do that i'm good at doing and i i would rather build a brand that way where it's a lifestyle, you know, realistically, where it's kind of like, you know, if I do have this client afterwards, when I'm done, if I need help or an opportunity or something like that, I can reach out to my network. Um, and it feels like family, you know, at the end of the day. Um, and that's pretty much, that's pretty much it, you know, uh, for the most part. I was so Navari, like, based on all the things you're, you're talking about, I, I just keep hearing in my own brain, like, it's authenticity, it's purpose. It's there's, there's, there's like a good, a human goodness and that connection. You keep using these words, connection and community. Um, so, you know, with that lens as, you know, for you, what is at the core of brand, like what, what are the brands out there that people may or may not know that are getting it right, that are doing it well? Are there any national brands that you, you think are hitting the nail on the head? Mm. Uh, wow that's a really good question um they pay the big bucks to ask the big questions so. <laughs> <laughs> um i would say uh well i would start i would start locally uh before i do international one local brand um in the dc area that i really do like um it's an up-and-coming clothing brand but it's because I've seen their journey from the beginning to like where they are now. And I I'm inspired so much by it and it's called dreams of triumph. And I literally seen them grow from just an online e-commerce business to doing very creative pop-up shops um, around the DC area. Um, and that brought in the community that brought in, you know, so many different like vibes and like atmospheres in the, in the sense of that uh the lifestyle that you know he's trying to sell off with the brand you know of of uh, motivational inspirational uh, quotes and different things like that and you know a healthier way of living seeing that come into reality you know with these pop-up shops and then me also like traveling and moving and actually 
personally ran into somebody um, last weekend. I was wearing the clothing line, you know, in, in, in Houston. And I was just kind of like, wow, just to see this like really grow from just an e-commerce business to like you actually showing and living out the lifestyle that you're showing on, you know, Instagram that, you know, the whole brand. And then also he donates money uh, to different causes um, every single different uh, new um, season or drop that he comes out with of, of his line, um, whether it's for kids and needs, whether it's for the, uh, the homelessness. Um, so it, it's just, it's, 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 it, that is one brand I actually seen like really truly live by their core values and actually seeing how this operates in real life and how it pays off. Um, other than that, like international brands that I'm really fans of, I think we all know is, uh, I'm definitely a big fan of Apple. <laughs> uh, I love, I love Apple. I'm, I'm team MacBook, but I also am team Android at the same time. I know like <laughs> it doesn't coincide, but, um, I definitely love the uh, the Apple brand. Um, it's just innovative. At the end of the day, that's the one word I could really honestly say. It's just extremely innovative. Um, yeah, um, I don't want to name too many uh, other big brands. I know there's not a, you know sponsorship by them, but uh, yeah, I, that I definitely, I definitely do. I definitely love Apple. Well, Navari, this has been an awesome conversation and I I love your approach of bringing people together and community and authenticity. For those who want to connect with you, how will they, how do they find you? Sure, they can uh, find me on social media at um, Instagram, um, Facebook, um, at intuitive underscore create. Um, You can also find me on YouTube at Navari22. And my website at intuitivecreate.com. Awesome. Well, we're so glad you could join us today, Navari. And we look forward to seeing more brands uh, that you can touch and influence. So good luck with your business. And we'll talk to you soon. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me again. And uh, it was awesome. Thanks for listening to this episode of The M Word. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or Twitter. And we'd really love it if you would leave us a review. Until next time, don't be afraid to be uncensored. The M Word is an Arlington Strategy production hosted by Jennifer Mulchandani and Heather Michaelgard. Our theme music is Golden Reflections of the Sun by Vlad Glushenko. Graphic design by Kayla Fagan. Sound engineering and editing by Ben Mulchandani and Nina Sofia Pacheco. Editing by Nina Sofia Pacheco and Janelle Walters.